0: Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. So today, as promised, on episode 14, we are talking about nutrition for arthritis and lameness. Now, it's something that nobody likes to talk about, right? That's it's like worst case scenario, horse has arthritis or horse has lamitis, horse is lame. So I want you to know that it's not the end of the world, that number one, it's often, not always, right, because injuries happen, but often preventable. And there is a way to navigate it, even though it probably means your horse is going to be off for a period of time, depending on the um, severity of the injury. But uh, we're going to talk about kind of a core rehab program as well as prevention. All right, so let's dive in to say that this does not replace if you have an injured horse if your horse is um, suffering from arthritis this does not replace your veterinary care okay so take all of that in mind all right let's start with prevention the best medicine to prevent arthritis to prevent lameness is a healthy forage based diet And yes, that means your sweet grains, performance grains, all of these things have to go away. Not just your sweet stuff, your unsweet stuff, too, really. Um, And I know that getting into a forage based diet can be uh, a little bit intimidating. You can, you know, worry that you're going to spend half an hour every day kind of in that mad scientist vibe, (laughs) but. It's possible to do it. It's possible to do it well, and it's possible to do it well, no matter where you live. So it's a gradual transition. If you're feeding grain to your horses, it's a gradual transition into a forage based diet. Um, But here's where you start. You start with forage, lots of forage. So usually about one and a half to 2% of body weight, depending on if your horse is a hard keeper, if they're overweight or underweight, or just right. Um, And then, and for, what is forage? Forage is hay. Forage is grazing, right? Um, and then the second thing you want is a forage based carrier. This is not grain. These are things like, And kind of the best to worst, (laughs) hay-soaked, hay uh, hay pellets that are soaked. Um, Beet pulp that has been rinse, soaked, rinsed, right? Beet pulp carries, one, most of the time it comes with molasses on it. It's really hard to find it without molasses. And two, it has a lot of iron in it. And when you're feeding a forage-based diet, you're getting away from the iron. Um, Number three, salt. Plain old white salt. I prefer white sea salt. Um, Technically, you can... uh, do iodized salt, but I I don't recommend it. Um, but you're not looking for pink salt or mineral salt, just plain white salt. Okay, you're going to do one to two tablespoons a day. Um, and more if you have a horse that sweats a lot or your horse is working a lot. Um, you can also offer loose salt, loose white salt, free choice if you have a place to put it out of the weather. Um, there are some differing thoughts on that as far as whether or not you should give it to the horse or let the horse select it itself salt blocks, mineral blocks, whether it's pink, white, or yellow, (laughs) those are not giving the horse the minerals that they need. And everything in the body works better. Healing works better. Maintenance works better. Energy work works better. Nutrition works better. Literally everything works better when they have the proper minerals. Number four is vitamin E. Um, Sometimes you can get a supplement that has enough vitamin E in it. Some do not. You want to have one to two IU per pound of body weight as a minimum. Horses that work more need more. And if you're using a synthetic vitamin E, which I don't recommend, but that you're going to need about 50% more of that due to the fact that it's just not bioavailable. Um, There are some good supplement choices if you have questions about what supplement choices might be right for you. Rather than making a broad blanket statement. Uh, over the podcast airwaves. I prefer if you would just shoot me an email to Audrey at equineenergymed.com and I'll get back with you usually within one to two business days. If for some reason I don't get back with you, your email may have landed in spam, in which case I encourage you to reach out to me on Instagram, direct message com. All right. The fifth thing you need, so, so far we have forage. We have a forage-based carrier, so hay, hay pellets soaked. We have salt. We have vitamin E. The fifth thing is a trace mineral balance, okay? Um, this is not Triple Crown, okay? Stay away from Triple Crown. It's not grow and win. It is something my performance is, my preference is um, CA Trace Plus or Vermont Blend by Custom Equine Nutrition. There are some other ones out there depending on what country you are in. So if you're in the UK, Australia, Canada, etc. um Give me shoot me an email and I'll make you I'll send you some recommendations there. Um, I also highly, highly, highly recommend um flax right. It either has to be fresh or stabilized ground flax. If you're just buying ground flax that is not stabilized, then it starts to oxidize the minute you grind those flax seeds. Um, So it's a really good way to add some really healthy omegas. It most closely matches the omegas that you find um, in a horse's natural-based diet. Omega-3s are huge, huge, huge for... Uh, anti-inflammatory everything. They're also really good for brain balance as well. So if you have one that is a little imbalanced in the brain, then, and we all have one, have, either have or have had one of those, right? Then, um, some flaxseed is really, really good for them. Now, a lot of times this brings up questions, but Audrey, uh, have you seen the camelina oil? Audrey, I do canola oil. Audrey, I do, oh, fish oil, any of those things for, um, my, omegas for my horse for my anti inflammatory for my horse number one horses don't have gallbladders so I would not recommend feeding an oil just an oil uh, if you can avoid it number two what when you're what you're looking at in those oils is the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio and flax seed not flax oil but ground freshly ground or stabilized flax seed has the closest ratio to a horse's natural forage based diet which is what they thrive on Um, so I'd encourage you to leave those expensive oils and even the cheap ones like canola oil, that's highly, highly inflammatory for, for anyone. I don't recommend that for humans either. Um, and stick with just some good old flaxseed. There are some tricks. If you have a bulk food store, you can buy flaxseed relatively inexpensively. Um, and then you just keep a coffee grinder in the barn, grind it up, give it out. Okay. All right. So that is probably your best thing for prevention. Also, it's never too late to start your horse on a forage based diet. Um, our horde, our horde, it feels like a horde sometimes. Uh, my personal herd has, we have, um, seven horses ranging in age from seven to 18. Uh, and they all came to us on a standard, Uh, equine diet of grains and sweet feed and canola oil and all this stuff. And they're all transitioned to a forage based diet. So it doesn't, it takes time and patience, right? But uh, it doesn't matter their age or their activity level. Um, We have horses that are injured and horses that are healthy and horses that compete uh, and horses that breed. It doesn't matter their, their injury or activity level. This forage based diet uh, is anti-inflammatory and helps them stay rideable well into their thirties. Now, what if your horse already has arthritis? What if you want to do a little prevention? um, In addition to the things that I've talked about here nutrition wise, and we can go deeper on some of this nutrition stuff. Uh, We have the next couple episodes planned out. But all you guys have to do is reach out, ping me, get in touch. And I am happy to um, dive deeper on any one of these nutrition topics. So when your horse is injured or when your horse, well, let's, let's start with arthritis. When your horse is showing visible outward signs of arthritis, usually that means the arthritis is fairly well progressed, right? Um, So you really want to start doing things to prevent arthritis or prevent the outward signs and symptoms of it. Um, If you have an injured horse, usually there is kind of a core rehabilitation program and it starts with rest and active anti-inflammatory therapy for the first three to seven days. That's, that's that key inflammation period. So if you have um, when, her- when your horse first starts showing symptoms um, externally or if your horse gets injured, right? And then you want to gradually increase exercise during what's known as the healing and remodeling phase for any joints, tendons, bones, ligaments, etc. So what that looks like usually, depending on the severity of the injury, is anywhere from the first zero to eight weeks hand walking. Then from weeks eight to, to 12, you can move up to like a five minute trot and a jog. Weeks um, 12 through roughly six months. You can add 10 to 15 minutes of trotting or cantering. Um, days 150 to 210, you're looking at a little bit more doubling that. And that goes all the way back to around day 330 to 360, so almost a full year, you can get back to competition. Of course, this varies somewhat depending on whether your horses race, whether they are Western Pleasure, whether they are hunter jumpers, um, you know, any of these different modalities, Um that you compete in might change that that training pattern. Certainly, it would change the pattern if your horse was a trail horse, right, or an endurance horse. So, when you are use when you are rehabbing a horse, when your horse is injured, um, most often people will give butte for three to seven days, right. Instead of butte, I encourage you to do something a little bit different. Um, This will help to save the integrity of your horse's GI tract, the ever important lining of the gut mucosa. So I would suggest a therapeutic dosage of glucosamine. So for most horses, that's seven and a half to 10 grams per day. Um, A dosage of chondroitin that you want to do 5,000 to 6,000 milligrams twice a day. So horses on the smaller end, you're going to be at 5,000 always start lower rather than higher. And then 100 to 300 milligrams of hyaluronic acid once a day. All of these are once a day. This is something that you can do for the entirety of your horse's injury or rehab. This is also something that you can do preventatively. Okay. Now, if you have an acute injury instead of butte, I would encourage you to reach for something like devil's claw and use devil's claw during that three to seven day initial inflammatory period. Okay. So in summary... (laughs) Because <laughs> I always get questions, you know, can I just do glucosamine? Or uh, there's a couple companies that advertise just injectable glucosamine that's a- a intramuscul- intramuscularly injected, or just chondroitin that is intramuscularly injected. Um, and here's the thing, glucosamine and hi- chondroitin and hyaluronic acid are all absorbed orally. So there's not really any need for the injectable. Um Glucosamine is a precursor for hyaluronic acid and keratin in the joints. The reason why you're adding the hyaluronic acid in is often just because the body's using it faster, especially in uh, an injury situation. The body's using it faster than um, what can be produced. Glucosamine, chondroitin, and hyaluronic acid all block inflammatory enzymes and cytokines in the joints. They all relieve and suppress inflammation. Hyaluronic acid is the most effective and rapid relief from inflammation, okay? And then glucosamine and chondroitin work better in combination than either of them, no matter the dosage alone, okay? So keep that in mind when people are flashing these, hey, buy this, you know, injectable chondroitin, buy this injectable, and I'm not going to call it any brands here, but buy this injectable glucosamine, you know, sell our stuff, sell our joint performance stuff. Glucosamine and chondroitin work best in combination, rather than either one alone. Okay. So what this might look like is during the first three, that three to seven day period, you're going to give glucosamine, chondroitin, hyaluronic acid, and devil's claw, all four of them, right? For three to seven days, depending on the animal, the injury, your veterinarian's advice, etc. After that, You're going to drop off the hyaluronic acid and you're going to drop off the devil's claw and just give the glucosamine and chondroitin and see how it goes. Always start at the lowest dose and work your way up higher as needed. We always want to give less if less is required. Okay. That was a lot, a lot of information for you. As always, please do reach out and let me know if you have any questions, if there's anything I can help you with check out equineenergymedicine.com or equineenergymed, excuse me, .com or equineenergymedicine on Instagram. Uh, If you're on equine energy bed, make sure you jump on the email list. I'll be sending out some free goodies very, very soon. I'm working on putting that together for y'all. But that's the way that I will notify you when we have online clinics and all these opportunities that we have coming up in 2022. As always, I am always reading for you and your horses. So I'll see you next week. Be well. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.